was like, I'm just talking to myself. Nobody <laughs> cares what I have to say. Um, and then um, it wasn't until um, I think I posted something on Instagram and someone like posted back like, oh my goodness, I listened to that episode and I loved it. And I was like, wow, so people actually do listen to me. They do like me. Listening to the Start Right Now podcast, and I'm your host, Chloe McKenzie. I'm excited to help you get off the sidelines and finally step into your calling. So let's get started right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Start Right Now podcast. Today, I am excited for the first time. I'm really going to get a chance to talk about podcasting. It's been a minute. You're hearing me have my experience of being a new podcaster and really sharing my story through this platform. And it's been a ton of fun. And I thought it was an opportunity just to dig in a little bit more today for anybody who has a podcast on their heart or is really thinking about creating content. I want to share with you some of the things that you might love or maybe not love about the podcast platform if it's for you. And my guest on today's show is one of my new pod buddies. Her name is Tony Ann Mayembe, and she is the host of the podcast called Real Happy Mom. It's an incredible resource for moms, busy moms, working moms, entrepreneurial moms that are trying to put the pieces together. She's going to share her journey with us as a podcaster. She's a a few years ahead of me on this, so we'll be able to jam on it. But I know you're going to get a ton of value out of this conversation. So I want to jump right in and welcome Tony Ann Mayembe. Thank you for having me, Chloe. Thank you for being here. It was so exciting to be on your podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to plug it right now. Which episode was that? Can we tell our listeners to listen to? It was a part of our Mompreneur series on the podcast. Chloe was amazing. And yes, it was 133, episode 133. Awesome. Well, Tony Ann, this is a good opportunity. Introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us about you and tell us about your podcast. Yes. So I am Tony Ann. I am a wife and mom first, and I am also a full-time dentist, a reservist in the Navy. And then I am the creator behind Real Happy Mom. And I started the Real Happy Mom podcast after having some of my own struggles and realizing that it was not something unique just to me, but these are some universal things. So just trying to help moms with getting some practical tips and, um, just encouragement because it's, it's rough sometimes. So (laughs) that was um, the reasoning behind the real happy mom podcast and real happy mom period. Um, But yes, I absolutely love my podcast. I love everything about it. And I also love WWE and eating lots of chocolate, but I'm trying to slow down on that since the pandemic has added 25 pounds to my waistline, but it's all good. (laughs) Right. Well, you have a lot of different things that you do then that seem as a, as we first hear them, unrelated. So you're a dentist, mm-hmm. you're a reservist in the Navy, you're a podcaster, you love WWE, all these things that are so different. Um, you know, what was it for you about podcasting that made you want to just jump into this medium? If we go back a couple of years, um, right when I had my second son, I had this itch to do something new. And so I s- said I wanted to um, start my own dental practice. And in my head, I was thinking, OK, if um, I'm going to start this practice, I need to make sure I show myself as an expert online. So I started a blog so that I could get the SEO and those who are not familiar with SEO, that's search engine optimization. So basically just getting Google to like me. So when people search for a dentist um, in my area, I would 
would pop up. And so I did that and I actually got invited to be on someone else's podcast because she saw me and was like, hey, I like what you do. Would you mind coming on and talking about it? And let me tell you, Chloe, I had so much fun doing that. And I remember coming downstairs um, after I was finished recording and I told my husband, I was like, oh my God, babe, I just got finished recording. It was so much fun. And the part that got me the most was the host was like, hey girl, you should think about starting your own podcast. And I was like, girl, stop. Like nobody wants to listen to me. Like, let's just be honest. Like I don't got nothing to say. And then I also had my own internal issues because I was teased in high school about my voice. They would tease me a lot. And like, mock me and do all sorts of things. So I never wanted to speak up. So for someone to say like, oh, you should start a podcast. I was like immediately like, no, like my high school self came back and was like, don't do it. Um, But I came down and I talked to my husband and he was like, yeah, I told you, you should have started a podcast a long time ago. So I guess it takes someone else telling you (laughs) that you should do it. And I was like, yeah, like I want to give it a try. So I did it and it's been yeah, history ever since. But that was kind of the start of it was actually having so much fun, having this conversation with someone and um, seeing how it can help others was what actually got me started with podcasting. Mm-hmm. It's such an intimate platform that really can feel very vulnerable when it's audio only, right? To be able to share your story. And um, what you said there, I think is really important. When you started in this medium, you felt like you didn't have something to say, but isn't it interesting that when you're forced to put out content and stick to a schedule, you get really good at finding things to say and, and finding what you're passionate about talking about, right? Yeah, definitely. That was like my biggest thing. So if you go back on my podcast, you will see like the dates are kind of like all sporadic. Like I would just like post or I would put an episode out kind of like when I felt like it. And it wasn't until like maybe like a year in that I was like, okay, let me be consistent about it. But I will tell you this, Chloe, like I felt like I was hiding behind others. Um, And the reason why I say that is because I really wanted to have other guests come on and them share things instead of me talking. And so I challenged myself to do a little bit more of the, the solo episodes where it's just me talking. And that has been really challenging at first, but then I realized like I have a lot to say. (laughs) And um, the more like I started digging into the things and sometimes like some inspiration for things to talk about would just like come out of like random things throughout the day. So like, for instance, I was in my car and I was trying to like take all the things in inside the house. So I had my purse, my lunchbox, I had the mail, a box that I just picked up off of the the porch. I had all these things trying to take it in and literally dropped everything. And that led me to think like, okay, you're doing too much. And then it led to another thought about like, oh, I could turn this into an episode. And I actually did. So it's crazy. Like once you get started, like you'll find that you have like a whole bunch of things that you can actually talk about and explore too. Um, Even if you think that what your topic is or what you're most passionate about is really narrow and focused, there's still a lot to be said. Mm -hmm. How did you decide that talking specifically to the audience of moms and your show, Real Happy Moms, how did you decide that that was the content where you wanted to focus? And was your podcast ever called anything else or was it always Real Happy Mom from the beginning? 
Yeah, it was always real happy mom. I, so what happened was after I talked to that lady and I did that first podcast episode, I decided I wanted to start, um, ditch the old blog that I had, which was a dental blog. Cause I was like, I'm tired of talking about teeth all day. Um, and decided that I wanted to do, um, something else. And I got really passionate about moms in particular, just because of my own experiences. So I started a blog. That's how I initially started. And then like, once I kept like going back to that thought of like, Ooh, I should start the podcast. I was like, why not just turn, you know, what I'm blogging about into something audio? And that's how that all came about. But yes, it's always been the same name. And I really just wanted to do something to help others. So I really thought about, okay, what are the things that I struggle with? What are the things I'm still struggling with? And what are some of the things that I hear in a lot of conversations? And that is kind of what got me into um, that particular topic and, and sticking with that mom group. What's it like? I must imagine you get a ton of feedback from your audience, uh, which is the best feeling, right? That your message helped somebody, even if it's one person today. Um, how has that changed your, you know, the way that you connect with people? What type of feedback do you get and how does that even inform like what you want to speak about? Yeah, it, it's funny because initially I thought no one was listening to me. And I was like, I'm just talking to myself. Nobody <laughs> cares what I have to say. Um, and then um, it wasn't until um, I think I posted something on Instagram and someone like posted back like, oh, my goodness, I listened to that episode and I loved it. And I was like, wow, so people actually do listen to me. They do like me. Um, so th- it was definitely encouraging. And the other thing, too, that I, I had was... Um, I have my email list who, which I've cultivated over the years and it's, it has been a struggle trying to keep content going there, but I've learned how to kind of, um, repurpose things so that I'm not trying to do new content all over the place. And we can talk about repurposing too. But when it came to my email list, I remember sending out this survey and it was three questions. It was really simple. I need to go. I think I have it pulled up. Yep, I do. So um, I just asked, you know, what are some things that you would like to hear more about? And I gave like about 10 different options and let them choose. And then I said, if I had a magic wand that could take care of all the things in your life, what would it be? And then I gave them a couple options there. And then the last question was, is like, what do you want to hear more about on the podcast? And Chloe, let me tell you, the, they were giving me stuff that they mm. wanted. And that was like so helpful for me. Like I got like, I don't know, like 50 or 60 responses, which is a lot when you're trying to come up with ideas. So that was what was really most helpful. But yeah, every now and then getting those responses like, hey, I love the show always makes me feel better. Oh, that's so exciting. Gives me a ton of ideas because that's the tough part, right? Especially when you have different groups of people, types of people listening. How do you come up with content that can best serve what it is that they want to hear? I need to spend more time looking at even in my own stats, like some of my most downloaded stuff. But um, I love that you're really just crowdsourcing uh, the topics that were most interesting and, you know, top of mind for people. Yeah, definitely. It It's really amazing. Like once you just ask the question, people are really want to tell you their opinions <laughs> and they really want to let you know. So simply asking those questions, whether it be, you know, via email or on social media, even on the podcast, because one day I, I remember I posted <laughs> or I, I published an episode where I was just like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Tell me if you still want me to come on. And someone responded back, please keep going. And I was like, OK, so I took that episode down. So don't go back and look for it because it's not there anymore. But like literally, if you ask the question, 
questions, like people will tell you and they will let you know for sure. Mm-hmm. What has podcasting done for your business or businesses? How do you use it as a marketing tool or as part of your funnel for all the entrepreneurs that are thinking maybe podcasting is long format content that they should consider? I will tell you the thing that I love most about podcasting is I don't have to like do my hair and look cute. Like I can be in my pajamas and no one knows, like they still think it's great. Or like sometimes if you listen to some of my other episodes, like I literally will record it on my phone. So it doesn't have to be complicated. And I love that part, but really it's um, just making things simple to like get people back onto my site or onto my email list. So I can therefore then share with them all of the tools that I have that can help them. podcasting has been like the main thing that is really driving people to all the other things. So I really feel like podcasting is there at the top of the funnel. So um, for those that are not familiar with the whole funneling game, it's really just like getting people in to um, knowing about you. And then after that, once they know about you, they, they you can start to introduce your product, services, whatever it is that you have to offer. And so podcasting is, is a really nice way to do that. And it doesn't have to be complicated at all. Mm-hmm. Tony Ann and I spent a time together in a mastermind about podcasting and we learned just some additional strategies to really use podcasting as a tool to drive business. And one thing that I really love about it, which is probably something that I find would be the most impact is places like Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, where you can be creating content and you have definitely an audience there. It's not a very searchable platform. It's not a place where people are able to easily see your archive and body of work. Whereas podcasting is SEO friendly. People can find it at any time. um, And it really does help you with search results. So it's super effective tool. If you want your podcast and your content and your opinion to last over a longer period of time and not expire like, you know, the content in your Instagram feed. Yeah, no, definitely. And just to piggyback off of that, like, I feel like with podcasting too, not even just with like the search engine optimization part for me, (laughs) that was the real kicker. It's like, it really helps with that whole no like trust. Um, So when people actually like um, get to hear me and really, um, you know, see like, I really do want to help you. Like it's easier for them to say yes to some of the other things that, that I have to offer. And um, sometimes it, it can take a little while to build those relationships but unlike with like social media and things I really feel like it takes a lot longer to go from oh okay who is this to oh I want to buy everything she has Um, I feel like with podcasting it it goes a lot quicker like people um, will trust me a lot more once they've heard me and heard some of the podcast episodes Mm -hmm. and it's a very forgiving platform in that way Mm -hmm. too right yeah especially as you look back, I look back at my old episodes, we can see how the message has evolved, how much more polished we are. It's it's forgiving in that you're having people follow your journey and see how you progress and watch you get better and better and more focused in your messaging. Whereas I think some other platforms, even places like YouTube, where you're expected to be polished at a 
you know, certain time, like right as people discover you, I find podcasting is more forgiving for somebody who is a beginner level or just trying to still explore what do I want to talk about? Who do I want to serve? And what does my business potentially look like? Yeah, definitely. Because we were, I was just telling you, Chloe, about how I was like, I'm thinking I might want to pivot a little bit with some things. And you can do that. Like you can do whatever you want. And that's what I really like. Like it's no one telling me like how I should do it or um, which way I should go. Like really, like you like you said in our our episode, it's all about experimenting and, and figuring things out. So yes, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time, just like anything else. Uh, it's it's definitely a challenging. It's definitely a commitment to be keeping up content, knowing that you have an audience of people waiting for it. So what are some of the things that you would share with anybody who's thinking about a podcast? What are some of the challenging parts of this that they should know about and be prepared to work through? Well, the first thing I would say is one, keeping it simple, because I think a lot of times we complicate things and we think that it has to be something where you need all this fancy equipment and need all these things. Like literally all you need is some earbuds that that has the microphone piece and um, something to record into. It could literally be your phone. And that's how I initially started. I used a um, app called um, Anchor. I used Anchor and I literally was recording on my phone those first few episodes. So one, um, just keeping it simple and, you know, knowing that you can evolve and get the, that fancy equipment here later. Don't get me wrong. I do have a nice microphone, but it came after a while. Um, and then two with consistency, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like I was talking about in the beginning when I first started, um, I would publish an episode here or there whenever I felt like it. And then once I got consistent, that's when I started to see results. That's when, you know, people were like, okay, like coming back, like, okay, Tony and has an episode every Tuesday and Thursday. Like I'm gonna make sure that I subscribe. Um, so that's the biggest thing, but with consistency, it comes with a lot of planning. And the biggest thing that helps with that is with, um, batching. So right now, um, I have at least like two months worth of episodes in the bank right now, but wow. that's come, I know <laughs> that's come over time. So please like, hear me out. I know you're, you're probably like, oh my goodness, I can't record all that. No, like it really took like really um, being strategic and like certain days I would just like sit there and just like knock them all out. And because my show is interview based, I'll make sure, you know, I would have like three or four episodes I'm recording back to back to back so that I could have, you know, all of these episodes in the bank. But I think that that's the biggest thing is having a bank of episodes ready to go so that you don't have to like, um, you don't have to get all flustered and, and feel like, oh my goodness, you know, tomorrow's Tuesday and I'm supposed to have an episode every Tuesday and I have nothing. Like, at least I know like in advance, like, okay, I have these episodes ready to go. So it's easier for me to stay consistent and to plan for things too. So I would say those are the two big things is keeping it simple and keeping it um, consistent too, as far as publishing new episodes on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're reading my mind in terms of what not to do, what Chloe has been doing the last few weeks. No, uh, it brings me to a good uh, segue. You have two kiddos at home. Being a parent, being a wife is something that is super high priority for you. So how do you make time for this? How do you still pour into this as a creative outlet and manage the things that you have to do at home? What specific strategies could you share? Yeah. So my, my biggest thing is I, 
I was not always a morning person. Let me just be honest with you, Chloe. I was not always a morning person. After I had my second son, I started waking up all the time at 430 because that's when he would wake up. And I just stayed on that schedule of waking up early. But that hour of time is my time to work on a podcast. So I have an hour before work that I typically will dedicate to doing podcast work or just real happy mom in general. And um, then on the weekends, I have some set time, too. So I make sure that I really protect that time that I do have so that I can get those things done. I can have that bank of episodes ready to go because it's easy to be like, oh, my goodness, I got so much to do. Like, I can't do it. But like if you really like carve out that time and really hold it sacred and protect it, like it's crazy how much you can get done because um I really get super focused. So I know I have a, it took a while, but I've gotten to a point where I literally have a Trello board because I absolutely love Trello. If you don't know about Trello, make sure you go over um, to my website. I got some training on Trello that will help change your life. But um, I have a Trello board in particular that literally each day it will tell me what I need to do. So I just pull up Trello and it will pop up and it'll say Friday, you need to do A, B, C, D. And now that I know exactly what I need to do in order to get all the things done, I can streamline things so that I know um, I don't need to waste time on Instagram, you know, flipping through or I don't need to spend time on Canva making more graphics because it's not really anything important. It's just a, a time filler to make me feel like I'm busy and I'm getting things done, but it's not actually moving the needle. So really getting um, focused on what are the things that I need to get done today and then making sure I get those things done during that hour of time that I have blocked off have been really huge on how I've been able to be a whole lot more consistent so now if you go back and look at my podcast like there literally is an episode every week I want to say within the last year two years it's been like that and it's because I got consistent with the schedule and keeping that time and not um allowing things to kind of take over. Now, don't get me wrong. There's days I don't wake up um, on time. I sleep in or the kids are sick or I'm not feeling well, but I have batched things and I have done things so far now in advance. It doesn't throw me completely off when those things do happen. Mm, I can attest to you being an early bird. I remember when I was trying to plan around being on your show and you sent me your acuity link um, or Calendly link and I was looking through the times and they started at 4.30 a.m. And I said, I wonder if she maybe has this in the wrong time zone. I said, is this right? I see times here for like 4.30 a.m., 5 a.m. You're like, yep. I was like, okay, yes. You'll you be surprised. So People joke. will take me up on that. Like, Seriously. Had, yes. Yes. I've had several people take me up on that. Yes. Who else would you say podcasting is not for, if anyone? Definitely if you are not into speaking, if you're more into like writing things, then may not be for you. Um, but really, I feel like everyone can do it and it's for everybody. It just depends on what your topic is, how you want to format it. That's just how I see it. Because um, in, in speaking of formatting, what I mean, it's like you can have either um, a solo um, interview where it's just you talking to your audience, or it could be interview style, which is typically what I do. So you have guest experts coming in, or it could be like you having a co-host and y'all doing it together. And then you can have a, a totally completely different format, which is kind of like, um, you know, those podcasts that I haven't listened to them, but they're the ones that it almost seems like a TV series, but 
mm-hmm. audio. So it's different formats that you can do to make it work for you. But definitely, if you're not really into speaking, I would say mm, this probably isn't the platform for you. I have to agree with you. That may be literally the only condition because there's so much possibility with podcasting. You can go so super niche and it's actually in your benefit to try to, to niche and try to own out a space, you know, find your own lane, but there is opportunity for everyone. I uh, did an episode a couple of episodes ago about a bridge project. So if you're not an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, potentially you're just looking for a creative outlet. You're thinking about a career change. You're trying to explore a different industry. Podcasting is a really great bridge project that will allow you to just explore something else. Think about topics, get familiar with guests and speakers and thought leaders in a particular space. There's so much possibility, even if you're not an entrepreneur, not doing it for business purposes. Yes, absolutely. There are podcasts for like everything out there. Like literally like how they say there's like different types of blogs for like all different topics. It's the same thing for podcasting. But the difference between blogging and podcasting, I feel like is podcasting hasn't reached that point where it's super saturated like blogging has. Like with blogs, there's like a million gazillion different blogs. With podcasting, we're not there yet. So you can get in now and really like hone in on um, whatever that topic is that you're most passionate about and you can really grow an audience with it um, a lot quicker I think than with doing a blog so true I think it brings me to something that I love most or am most optimistic about when it comes to podcasting it's a bit of a metaphor for entrepreneurship as a whole when you think about the most listened to most downloaded podcast. So Joe Rogan, I think is still number one with like hundreds of millions of downloads. He has had his podcast for over a decade. I want to say, um, it really is a matter of staying the course and delaying gratification, knowing that in your first year, your first two years, you're going to have 10 episodes downloaded, you know, a hundred downloads, a thousand downloads. It's so small and incremental, but if you stick with it, stay with it over time, your downloads multiply and then just explode, right? There's so much payoff if you're willing to stick with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree because I look back on how <laughs> when I first started, how how many downloads I was getting in, in like, honestly, the quality of those things. It was pretty. I'm, I just want to pat myself and be like, good job, Tony. But you still have a lot of work to do. But even now, like there's a lot of things I can change and improve. But yes, definitely staying the course, I feel like for sure is is definitely the name of the game. And in order for you to really start to see the true benefits of it because it it can take a little while I'm not gonna lie um it's one of those slow burns just like with um Pinterest too um it's one of those things like yeah you'll get something initially but we, to really see the results yeah you got to stick with it for a little while so if you were starting again your podcast today and you were brand new what advice would you give to Tony Ann today in terms of do this, don't do this for your podcast? Yeah, the biggest thing would be the consistency part because I was so inconsistent and I was like kind of overwhelmed with everything. But just finding a system that works for you and um, making it so that you can streamline things and have things ready to go. Um so you're not kind of scrambling to get new episodes out because there are sometimes like I have my um, Thursday episodes, which are kind of just like mini episodes. And sometimes I'll be honest now, those I don't have all those planned out. <laughs> those I, I kind of do like um, 
the month of like I'll kind of just like hammer those out because they're literally like two minutes um but really just like you know finding a system that works for you so that you can you batch things so that you're not spending as much time and um get a lot more done um because for me I I really feel like it's I don't know what it was after that having that second kid my brain just doesn't act the same anymore and it's easy for me to get sidetracked and um have squirrel brain so if I can maximize that time I have so that I can really focus and get things done it will eliminate me going off on a tangent over here and um not actually getting the things that need to be done done now for the podcast so that I can be consistent and see that growth that we were talking about earlier what are you most proud of and what have you learned about yourself most proud of you know that's so funny because I think we were talking about this too about how we need to celebrate ourselves more mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like Tony you've done a lot like I'm really just proud of just like sticking with it because there's so many people who start podcasts start different ventures and they'll do it for a little while but they end up stopping um and I'm just proud of just staying the course for this long honestly I have really learned that routines really are for me. (laughs) I think that was something that was kind of existing for a little bit, but routines are now have become unnecessary in my life. Like I have to have it in order to be um, productive, in order to show up for everyone and um, in order to really do some awesome things. So I would definitely say that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to peek at your Trello board and steal some of these <laughs> tips of how you get it all together because it's really fantastic. Tony Ann's not joking when she says a lot of people don't stay the course. The average podcast runs for like seven episodes or something mm-hmm. before people just decide that they're going to ditch it. So you're up well over, you know, 140 episodes yeah. um, over the last several years. So kudos to you and, and congratulations. Thank um, you. And more importantly, I think just remembering the impact that you have, we might have these big dreams in our mind to change so much, change the world, do all these big things. But if we can remember that it starts with impacting one person and using the tools that you have like podcasting to do that, it's a really powerful momentum builder to help you continue to grow your business or stay the course of your missions. Yes. Couldn't agree more. So where can we find you? Where can we listen to your episodes and who is it for? Invite them now to listen to you. Yes. Yes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can find me as well at Real Happy Mom. And the Real Happy Mom podcast is for sure for the the busy working mom that's trying to juggle all the things. So if that is you, you want to head over, like I said, and search for Real Happy Mom in that search box wherever you're listening to this episode. And then if you want to come hang out with me and see other things, you can um, see that at the website at realhappymom.com. And I'm on social media at Real Happy Mom as well. Awesome. Take her up on it. Make sure you go subscribe to her channel. Go have a listen. I want to thank you so much, Tony Ann, for being on this show and jamming on all things podcasting. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. 